Hi, and welcome to episode 266 of No Crying in Baseball, the Doing Collusion episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. I'm colluding with you. I'm, Are here, you? I'm <laughs> here to collude. I have, as my backup beverage in my hand, a very small flask of Jack Daniels because I was too lazy to think of anything else, so I just grabbed this on the way down. But that's what but, kind of day it's been. But we're drinking something, like we're drinking this, yes. this smoky jalapeno canned um, deliciousness from 10th Ward, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're this big is big fans. Big fans of 10th Ward. Yeah, the, the problem, so I, we're going to apologize ahead of time if there's a lack of energy because we yeah. both had days. I was in New York City all weekend at a most favored nephew's wedding that's and so cool. our Broadway show. And today, which we had like no actual events, this is actually my fourth adult beverage today. <laughs> I've had adult. This is the and the third location where I've had an adult beverage because uh-huh. there was a brunch margarita. Okay, it had pineapple in it, so it's brunch. Mm-hmm. And then there were two beers at the train station, and and now this. Yeah. And well, what else are you going to do at a train station? Really, you're waiting for your train. It's true. It's true. So I'm a little tired because of all the fun, but it's nice to be tired because of fun yeah. and not because oh I'm so stressed or oh I just had to do all of these terrible things to get them done. I'm just tired because I had a really fun weekend. I I am tired as a combination. So I took 23 young people today to the National Theater to see Chicago, and I it all went. Fine, and that's the happy ending. But I had the moment of stress like, is everybody going to show up because this is a Sunday? Are they all going to show up when they're supposed to and get on the fucking bus? And then we get there, and are they going to behave while they're, the theater's going on? And they, they were great. They were all great. They all got back on the bus. I brought the same kids home that I brought there. I'm going to call it a win. But the beverage department, we all got a voucher for a drink and a snack. And I walk up to the bar and I see all the lovely mixed drinks and I put on my chaperone hat and I got my Perrier. Oh my goodness, you are very brave. But it worked out okay and that means you'll be able to do it again sometime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wow, we we both went to like shows. We saw shows. I saw Hadestown on Broadway, which was very exciting. It's good to find like where Greek myths overlap with union organizing. That's kind of the sweet spot for me. I got to say. That is say. a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And you had like, you know, kind of a, a you know, risque show for the right. school students. So that was good too. <laughs> it was totally appropriate. It was totally appropriate. And they, they did enjoy it. That was lots of fun. But before we go on to show stuff, oh, wait, actually part of our forgiveness, I want to say forgive my editing because I might not do it today. I mean, it's it's already late on a Sunday night and I stupidly have to go into work early tomorrow for my own fault. So... This might be one of those slap on the beginning music and the ending music. So folks And hope for the best. Yes. Yeah. So if you notice our usual stellar level of quality has just dipped a little if you hear a cough here or there or or something goes in and out, or I swear too much. Um, it's clearly you due do not to- edit out your your f bombs. No, you do not, not not even close. I usually edit some more in actually, um, but but this. Please excuse us. This is just a happy episode. So after that, I just want to I want to give a shout out to my dad and a huge appreciation. You're gonna appreciate this. So I've been reading this book called The Teammates about Ted Williams, Bobby Dore. Dom DiMaggio, and Johnny Pesky. Did your dad give you this book? No, he didn't. So I bought it on a lark just at a used bookstore and thought it looked fun. So I've been reading it, and I've never had this happen before. I got to a certain page, and one side it said page, I don't know, whatever it was, 154. And then the next page did not say 155. It said 132. 20 pages of the book repeated, and those 20 pages were missing. 
So of course, the, so I was like, what? You know, it was, it was. This is revisionist I, history was, is what's happening right there. Fucking publishing error. But you know where the error was? In the sub- fucking uh, eighth inning of the ninth, game seven of the 1946 World Series. So I'm talking to my dad about it and talking about, you know, the, the, the play. And I knew that, um, that dad's hero as a youth was Dom DiMaggio because mm-hmm. in a lot of kids who wore glasses apparently had Dom DiMaggio. I remember DiMaggio him talking about that. Yeah, he told yep. us that story. Yep, go back to past episodes. And so I had gotten to the point where Dom DiMaggio hit the tying, the, he, he had a hit that, was, that tied it up in the top of the eighth inning, but he got hurt. So they took him out. And the bottom of the eighth, and he was a really good fielder. So in the bottom of the eighth was another guy. And that's where my book cuts off. And oh, no. I knew that it was a sad ending. Like, I knew the Red Sox weren't going to win this World Series. But my father pinch hit incredibly. He said, oh, that was Culberson. He missed the, the catch. Oh. He threw it to Pesky. Pesky delayed, didn't get it to home on time. And Ina Slaughter scored. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, my dad had not just been reading this book. I don't know when the last time my dad had thought about Game 7 of the 1946 World Series was. But he was able to repeat the play to me from where my page left off. So huge like I just got all mushy there he's like, the best I, you know I, I I am a big fan of of of, of potty mouth's dad so much and this is just one more one more bit of evidence and why that should be the case on today's show so many awards so many failed predictions hot stove includes vocabulary words like non-tender and also the CBA says you can't say that we've got some cross-training with the, with the World Cup and international baseball cheers I will drink to that. So we're going to kick it off by um, reviewing our predictions and awards and stuff. And, of course, talking about baseball boyfriends. So stay tuned, folks, because in a couple weeks we're going to pick new baseball boyfriends. All the baseball boyfriends that we title as such are guys that we have chosen in off-seasons past because they're special, something beyond the field. And we each get one guy per team per year. One guy gets to hold over. So we get a new crop of baseball boyfriends every year, but we still keep tabs of the old ones. And Justin Turner was my baseball boyfriend from the Dodgers from 2019. I broke up with him, and and we tend to talk about our former baseball boyfriends as former, not ex, unless they do something. You know, we've just moved on to the next season. We we, it was you know we we agree to be friends. Yeah, we didn't. it, It was an intentional breakup. So for Turner, though, I think many people will remember at the end of 2020 when the Dodgers won the World Series and he was told to go off the field because he had tested COVID positive and then he came back out for photos. Without a mask, without anything. It was just not a good thing. Although, I I don't know, did I tell the story the last time I talked about this about bringing my my sick three-year-old to the art show when they were little? So when when we were our kids were in the same preschool, like my kid has been an artist since birth, basically, and was so excited for the three year old art show. And that day they got sick with a fever and it was like heart wrenching. Now, the fever broke in the afternoon, two hours before the art show. And magically, that two hours became 24 hours exactly. in your mind. So I brought the kid to the art show, which is not what you're supposed to do as a parent. You're supposed to wait till the kid is 24 hours fever-free. Sure enough, the next morning, the fever came back. 
So that was a bad parenting move. And this is kind of like what Justin Turner did on a very much smaller scale. It's an event that you, you just had your heart set on, you don't want to miss. And in that moment of, I think I'm all right, you make a bad decision. So, so that's, that's, this means you can't be my boyfriend. That's right. That's right. Damn so and, and also it means that I can't judge him so harshly, especially because he's done a lot of other really good things, enough to earn him the coveted Roberto Clemente Award, which is the ultimate baseball boyfriend award, because it's a guy who's doing good in the community in the spirit of Roberto Clemente. And so what, what Turner has done is he has a foundation with his wife. And I think I talked about this when I, when I chose him, that benefits homeless veterans, children's, uh, children and families battling life-altering illnesses, and also youth baseball organizations. There's also a, a local food bank in LA that recently renamed itself the Justin and Courtney Turner Food Bank, and they supply food to more than 60 food banks in the Los Angeles area. They also do what you always say, Patty, about the, put, putting your your feet where your mouth is more than more than your money, like going in and actually doing stuff. And they show up and they go to children's hospitals and meet with the kids and do stuff in person. So for all those the, all those reasons, I think Justin Turner. I don't know. I think he can he can still be a former boyfriend instead of ex. Although who he might be ex for is the Dodgers because yeah. even though he won the Roberto Clemente Award. That's not a field award, and they declined his $16 million option. Now, this is couched in, and this is something we talked about last week, that I was thinking if the team declined it, that that was kind of like the end. Like, if the player declined it, it was, okay, well, I'm playing the market, and I'm going to see how much we can get. Well, the team's kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Because the Dodgers are saying, oh, no, 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 we still want Turner. We just want him at a lower price. We want to discount Turner. Yeah, exactly, because they have a prospect, uh, Miguel Vargas, lined up for third base. Turner's probably going to be more of a designated hitter this time around and who knows and and the thing is he also are they taking advantage of him because he has said he wants to remain a Dodger he has all this clearly this investment in the LA area with all of his charity work is he going to be willing to go in for cheaper probably is this a shitty move on the part of the Dodgers I don't know or it's business it's business but that's my guy okay um, I, briefly, I want to talk about the whole idea of, of baseball boyfriends, how we're yeah. so used to talking about them that we don't think it's weird. But then when we have to explain it to new people, let, for instance, imagine if you will, you were at a wedding with your nephew and all of his contemporaries and say, oh, yeah, no, this is my Aunt Patty and she has a baseball podcast. Well, what would you talk about in the off season? Well, we profile our baseball. Bo- it's not as weird as it sounds. Oh. It's not as weird as it sounds. It just means and I'm like, mm hmm. Right. Uh huh. So apparently it is. Uh, yeah, it, it was a, a little uncomfortable, but I did manage to work my way through the cocktail menu, so it felt not as weird there you later go. on. It, it but, helps with the cocktail. Yeah. So thank you, um, dear listeners, for um, giving us a little bit of space to still say baseball boyfriend. Right. Yep. Hey. So last week we talked about how the um, the. What awards? What am I talking about from last week? We had the gold gloves, and we had the the platinum glove, and we had um, we had fielding awards. We had all kinds of things mm-hmm. that happened, and we talked about those being like the Golden Globes, and right. were those like predicting the Oscars, which were the, all the awards that got um, announced this past week: the Rookie of the Year, the MVP, Cy Young. It turns out they did. 
They really did. Um, so, Rookie of the Year, congratulations, Potty Mouth. You called this. Our predictions largely suck, but yeah. Potty Mouth got this one. One. Potty Mouth said Julio Rodriguez from Seattle is going to get Rookie of the Year, and she was right. I, I think if you like total up our p- predictions, I'm probably batting less than 100 <laughs> with that. Well, there were a lot of but, predictions. Yeah. Most of them we're not going to be talking about in this episode. Okay. I just want to say that, um, that J-Rod got 29 out of 30 votes. The other first place vote went to Adley Rutschman, wow. um, which I feel, you know, I am glad yeah. that he got that vote. But So when they tally up the points it's not just first place votes they you you, you assign first and second and third right. so it's like ranked voting <laughs> so um so adley ended up with this with the second largest number of votes in that but it wasn't just because oh he got the other first place vote there's more of this coming later so um michael harris of atlanta um center fielder mm. not at all on our radar we no had, had no idea who the heck he was so we right. did not in fact pick him but he got 22 out of 30 votes first place votes but the most interesting thing is the other eight went to his teammate and would pitcher spencer strider so the hammers took all the first place votes even though it was between two different players atlanta sweep so that was kind of cool um now an interesting thing about um about j-rod getting rookie of the year um back when we were talking about the cba negotiations we were saying how one of the things that the union wanted to do was incentivize not holding back rookies you know how we like adley and others who start later in the season and that means that it's going to take them longer to to get their service time in so they worked in that if you start a rookie on opening day and then they end up winning an award you get an extra draft pick and j-rod was on the opening day roster for the mariners so they get an extra draft pick um so that's it so it's working yeah that worked that's pretty cool Okay, here we go with the actual, um, more of the Golden Globes predicting the Oscars. MVP. Talk about a sweep. You swept this. I swept this not by predictions, but right. by, by former boyfriends. Yeah. So Aaron Judge um, had, was, is the AL um, MVP. He had 28 out of 30 first place votes. Of course, Shohei Otani got the other two. Um, Paul Goldschmidt won for the National League, as we were guessing, based on all the awards that were coming out last week. That was a little bit more widespread. He had 22 first place votes. Manny Machado had seven. Nolan wow. Arenado had one. Um, it was Goldie's best season of his career by the number and he's 35 so that was pretty cool and it surprised even him that that he did that well then um for the Cy Young of course we were nowhere near picking these guys but this is really cool so Justin Verlander and um Sandy Alcantara are the first unanimous Cy Young pair since 1968 wow they both got all the first first place votes which is amazing. And Verlander, who was out with Tommy John and like he missed like a season and a half, yeah. really had his lowest ERA of his entire career. He's 39 years old. It's his third time winning the award. Um, for um, Alcantara, he's the first Marlin ever to win a Cy Young. He's the third pitcher from the Dominican Republic following Pedro Martinez and Bartolo Colon. And he said, I feel so happy to be with those guys. Those guys are the mentors for me. I was watching Pedro, Bartolo, those guys on TV, and now I'm with them on that list. That's super cool. I feel really good about that. So the manager of the year, mixed feelings for me which is weird. So Buck Showalter and, and, um, and, and Tito. So these guys have won. These guys have won a bunch. Um, Tito, he brought Cleveland, which was the youngest team in MLB, yeah. all the way to game five in the ALDS against the Yankees, which was 
incredible. It was incredible. It was his third time winning. He won in 2013. He won in 2016. Um, he had 17 first place votes. Um, Brandon Holt had the other nine. Well, he had nine. And then the guy, I think, um, I can't remember who had, that's Seattle. I had the, had the last one. Um, and then Buck Showalter led the Mets to 101 wins. He has won, this is his fourth win. He won with the Yankees in 94, with the Rangers in 2004, with the Orioles in 2014, and now with the Mets. Tony LaRusso and Bobby Cox are the only other managers that have won this award four times, but Showalter is the only one who's won it from four different teams, which is kind of cool. And he won it in ranked voting because he and Dave Roberts each had eight first place votes, but it was so it was people who rated them like voted for them in the second place where Showalter had 10 and Dave Roberts only had four. So ranked mm. voting, which, you know, we, we believe in here in, in, in Tacoma Park, <laughs> worked out. OK, I Brand, Brandon Holt of the of the O's was I don't want to say robbed, but I feel like he it's, it says robbed here. It says robbed a little. <laughs> it says okay. robbed a little okay. because he there's a really good piece in the, in the in the athletic that I'm going to link to about just how hard like the degree of difficulty that he had. Yeah, I mean, Francona Terry Francona had um, did amazing, but he also had like a lot of better things. He wasn't starting from the same place, right? So the O's. The O's, no club in modern baseball history since 1900 had ever lost 110 games in one year and then finished above 500 the next year. That's huge. Right? Especially as a manager. You know, that does that definitely gets to credit a lot for a manager for something like yeah. that. Yeah, so what he and his team did was something that hadn't been done in 122 years. So that was an incredible degree of difficulty. So in my heart, I would have given it to Brandon Hyde. Um, did I call him Holt before? I did. It's Brandon Hyde. I'm sorry. That's I, all right. Drinking. Right. Yep. Drinking. Very tired. <laughs> I didn't see, pick up on see it. wedding in Hadestown above. Right. But, um, yeah, and we're not going to edit so I have to just like yes. fix it as I go <laughs> oh my exactly god right. so I'm happy for Terry Francona I but I, my heart says you know the O's really did something special this year but okay but okay yeah I I don't know I feel mixed about that too because Terry did amazing with this young team I mean that's yeah. that's huge managerial credit to be able to put young guys together and give them direction to do as well as they did and I have a soft spot for Terry as well. But um, this article also, well, you know, me too, of course, but yeah. um, this article points out that he had starting pitchers, whereas, you um, know, John Means, boom, out at yeah. the beginning of the year, uh, so th- no ace for the Orioles. He, um, Francona had like three all-stars to work with. All right, you know, so, so there, it was yeah. a little more stacked. It was still incredible, and I love right. the Guardians, so I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I just want everybody to win. Yeah, I just want everyone to have fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, hot. St- oh, oh so the, uh, so the other predictions. I think um, both of us had the Hammers to win the NL East, mm-hmm. and I had the Dodgers. And like for for the NL West. And other than that, we got nowhere. Right. On all of our predictions. Yeah, yep. So um, it was fun. And now yep. it's over, and we're going to start again next so year. The, the moral of the story, folks, is when you hear our predictions episode next year, do not do place any bets. Yeah, do not Abs- put money on absolutely. those. Absolutely. But it's, just enjoy the humor of it all. It's for entertainment purposes yep. only. That's right. That's right. Hey, let's talk hot stove. All right. Because it, you said it's fucking cold it's today. It's cold out for sure. So your vocabulary word for this week is non-tender because Friday was the non-tender deadline. So if a player is non-tender, that means the club does not offer that player a contract, which makes them a free agent. So this affects players who are on the 40-man roster and have fewer than six years service time. So they're not 
arbitration eligible. Well, they're, they're, they're not they're not free agent eligible yet. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, and there's a couple of reasons why the team might want to non tender a player. One is kind of like what you were talking about with Justin Turner and the option. Mm-hmm. Like he's way past this, so he, right. he's got you know he's got an option in his contract. The team may not want to pay that player what they think that player is going to get in arbitration. Because if you know you offer a contract, the player disagrees, you go to arbitration, right. and then an independent body says, oh, no, you should give them millions of dollars more than you're offering. And so some teams don't want to get in that okay. position. So that's one of the reasons. But sometimes it's just like they're kind of done with that player. They're not performing up to yeah. you know the expectations, so we want to free up that roster spot because we've got other things to do. We've got to move on. So Friday was a deadline. Uh, for the, the players that were tendered contracts, there's, they have until January 13th to work out the specifics of that contract. Okay. I mean, the contract might just say, hey, Potty Mouth, we want you to be on the team. Here's a dollar. You know, and then and I would say, take me. Where's my jersey? I'll do that for a buck. <laughs> uh, so they get to January 13th. If they don't come to an agreement on a contract, then they move on to arbitration at, after that point. Okay. But so what happened Friday was here the people were not going to give contracts to the big name. On that list was Cody Bellinger. Um, he, like the, the Dodgers would have had to pay him like $18 million. This is his, his last year before arbitration. And they didn't want to do that. But also he's been in a slump. You know, he had been uh-huh. injured. You know, I think it was a shoulder injury from like, you know, celebrating a home run. Son of a gun. <laughs> and so it, that, you know, came back and bit him in the batting average. And wow. um, so Cody Bellinger is so interesting. So he's going to be a free agent. So now it's going to be up to teams to decide is – is slump something that he's going to overcome, or ha- is he already past his prime at the ripe young age of like d- tiny? I was going to say he's not that old. He's not that old. He's not that old, but he's slumped because of his injury. So we had a couple boyfriends that got non-tendered. Um, only one of them is a current boyfriend, um, Yu Chang, that Potty Mouth picked for Cleveland, but then went over to Boston and, and Boston non-tendered him. Was the only current boyfriend on this list, but. Um, Right now, um, Tapia was Potty Mouth's Rockies boyfriend, and then got non-tendered by Toronto. And it was Rafael Ortega, the very problematic yeah, one. So he, I actually broke up with him because he had a transphobic uh, Instagram story, and I was like, "No, we don't. We don't do with." Okay, deal so we with don't care if all. he was tendered or non-tendered. Yeah. Okay, so but um, Jorge Alfaro um, was your Phillies boyfriend at one point, and then now he was on San Diego, who non-tendered him. Francie Cordero. Um, was your Kansas City boyfriend yeah. gotten untendered by Boston? Um, yeah, that not a shocker. But yeah, I felt I felt sad. Yeah. He's, he's done so well in AAA at Worcester, and he can't make the leap to Fenway. He just every time yeah. they bring him up, it just it's a disaster. Yep. So we'll see where he goes from there. Um, our stadius Aquino, um, Aquino, Aquino, Aquino from uh-huh. um, the Reds was non-tendered. Um, help with me, Candelario Heimer. You know, I think it's Jamer. Jamer? And I used to always say Heimer, but I think it's Jamer. Jamer? Yeah. Candelario of Detroit and Willie Castro of Detroit. Um, Both former boyfriends, both got non-tender. Willie Castro goes way back. He was the original reason why I picked um, Leonos del Escogido for my... Oh, winter see? team, I All believe. Right. So I had two, I had two um, former boyfriends that got non-tendered. Um, Luke Mayo, um, who I picked when he was with Toronto, and he just got non-tendered by Cleveland. And then Dominic Smith of the Mets got non-tendered. Mm-hmm. So, so these guys are now all free agents. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see who picks them up. There are a couple of trades that affect our boyfriends that happened this week. Um, Tasker Hernandez, um, Potty Mouth's uh, Toronto boyfriend from last year, from last year yeah. got traded to Seattle, and Kyle Lewis 
from Seattle to Arizona. So the wow, wow. Kyle Lewis was definitely my biggest letdown as a boyfriend. Like he just had an injury situation after I picked him. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe he's hopeful. Teoscar has done this very classy. He has done a, like, I'm happy to be in Seattle Instagram thing. I was really concerned because that Toronto bunch was so close. And he yeah. is like that that clubhouse joker around with Vladdy and stuff. So I was, I don't know. Maybe he's just good at, you know, looking at the bright side. I yeah. think he is. He's just a happy dude. Good boyfriend. So um, in Yankees news, uh, <laughs> Anthony Rizzo re-signed with the Yankees for um, a two-year contract with a $40 million guaranteed money, but also, you know, there's always, like, add-on mm-hmm. bonuses and options and things that could happen. And then, so, back to earlier when we started talking about collusion, here's why we're talking about collusion. Ah. The CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, says certain things can't be mentioned by team owners or by players because it can depress the market. It can influence how much free agents get paid. So these things can't be discussed Mm. publicly. There was an exchange between the Yankees and the Mets that got published on like the Mets broadcast network where they said that they had agreed, like the Mets had said they're not going to bid against the Yankees for Aaron Judge. Oh. And the MLBPA said... You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, that's what the MLBPA said. And so they kind of flagged that as impossible improper communications between teams (laughs) and Major League Baseball is investigating whether that, you know, does in mm. fact, you know, go against the things that are in the collective bargaining agreement. Just I want you to know that Rob Manfred says that he believes it's all above board. So, oh, of course. But he's also not involved in the investigation. Yeah. So I think he's just an expressing, he's expressing an opinion that has no weight. Shocking that stuff like that would happen in New York. But the other thing the collective bargaining agreement says is the teams and um, players can't talk details of contracts or perceived value of free agents. Like if someone, say, uh, mm. for instance, an Astros front office person, in case, you know, for instance, okay. says Hypothetical. Just, Justin Verlander is looking for a, mm-hmm. a contract kind of like what Scherzer got. Mm-hmm. That is, I, that's a pinning of value publicly on, on that. And that, oh. that can have an effect on what Verlander gets offered. So that is a lot of people think is more clearly a violation. You can't say that. Like your your team can't say. So who said that? Because I saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was. Um, yeah, was it? It was an was Astros, it? the Astros owner. It was. It, I can't remember specifically. But so it was, it was an it, actual. It wasn't just the the media saying. This yeah, is it was said to the media. Uh, so that's the thing. I mean, when you can't say this stuff publicly, yeah. because then then it's out there in the world, and people who are coming up with you know these proposals are like, mm-hmm. oh well, he, we don't have to offer him that because he would be happy this. with this, or. We've agreed we're not going to have a bidding war over Aaron Judge. So go ahead, Yankees. You can keep them. We're not going to, like, drive up that price. It'll be fine. So um, so mm. the, the phrase doing collusion was mentioned a couple times this weekend, which just makes me laugh because I think that's a very funny way <laughs> to refer to this. But uh, collusion has been sure. mentioned a couple of times. The, the Yankees also re-signed Isaiah Keener Falefa, which I, I think I said that right again. He was my baseball boyfriend a couple years ago. Um, and I'm kind of surprised because in the playoffs, especially, they were using Cabrera a lot. Their their new kid, Oswaldo Cabrera, that's his name. I didn't write any of this down, so this is just off the the top of my very addled head. 
Um, I like that you're clutching. And as I, I look at the Jack Daniels. You have Jack Daniels in your glass. Yes. And yet it's, it's, it's like it's, it's a teddy bear. You're clutching the, it's the bottle. It's a small amount. I'm contemplating pouring the rest of the bottle. That Yes, it's a small bottle, folks. It's not like a huge Well, I got to say, as soon as I finish the like the smoky um, jalapeno margarita, I'm like, but I'm not going to finish this in time. I, Potty Mouth's going to down that we're, before we're, I get there. So. We're going to have to call text uh, Hey, let's, let's talk about uh, the World Cup. All can right. I, can uh, I tell you a thing? I'm going to tell you a yeah. thing before we get there. Sure. I have book club. My book club is made up of lovely people um, who are not necessarily sports oriented. Some of us are more than others, Mm -hmm. but there's a weird slant towards soccer. A lot of these folks have kids who played soccer, spouses who played soccer, um, and I don't really have that. And so when book clubs started on Thursday night, there was this really intense conversation about World Cup and, you know, Cutter and like mm-hmm. is why aren't teams backing out? It's like the whole political thing. Yep. And I didn't know anything about that. And I was like, I am really enjoying being the <laughs> least informed person in this room about a sports topic because that doesn't usually happen. And I really kind of dug it. I yeah. was like, I was just listening and learning. I'm like, oh wow, this is cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish it were a World Cup that we could totally get behind and get into and watch, but I do not feel good about this World Cup at all. So it opened today. I got to admit, I did have a little bit of a smile seeing that Ecuador beat Qatar in the opening game. Ecuador is is like my, my second love. It's where I learned Spanish and spent a while and have a bunch of friends there. So I know that they're all happy about it, but I don't, I don't think I can watch World Cup games this year because of the horror that is Qatar and what went behind this World Cup. There are probably thousands of migrant deaths due to the construction of these eight elegant stadiums that they built in a big hush, a big rush. I mean, they had to delay the the fucking World Cup. It's supposed to happen in the summer. Can't happen in the summer in Qatar because it's hot as hell. So, but they can have these migrant workers doing right. construction when it's hot At as that, hell. Exactly. And then, yeah. Exactly. Not to mention that it is illegal to be gay in in Qatar, and and that affects oh a shit ton of people who not only you know live there who are traveling there for for the events, and are now under. I would I would imagine an incredible amount of stress, you know. For sure. Um, also, there is no free speech. Journalists cannot write whatever they want, and especially with all this coverage that's going on for the aforementioned LGBTQ lack of rights plus the migrant deaths, journalists are now being targeted for trying to shut this up a little bit. And to add insult to injury to injury to injury, on Friday, the the World Cup started today, Sunday. On Friday, they announced that they were backing out of the previous agreement that they had to sell beer at the games. Now, Wait, Cutter, who, who was backing uh, out? Cutter, Cutter, as, okay. as yeah. So and FIFA backed it up. So so Cutter is a a country that it's it's under Islamic law and they do not condone alcohol. There are certain areas where alcohol can be so, sold to to foreigners, I believe, but it's illegal to drink in public. Um, and it's it's generally frowned upon, shall we say. So there was going to be an exception for the World Cup because it's the World Cup. Budweiser, big time, is a huge sponsor of this and had a shit ton of very specially labeled World Cup beer that was going to be sold at the stadiums two days before. Oh. 
Cutter says, nope, we're just selling beer in the fan zones, which are not near the stadium. It's like the hotels and areas around. Like there are specific drinking areas that foreigners can drink in for the World Cup. But that's not going to get rid of all this beer. So the first thing, the first response by Budweiser on what is left of Twitter was a tweet that just said, well, this is awkward, which I think (laughs) was a really good move by the Budweiser PR guy. Yep. And and then, though, the, the FIFA guy, though, this kills me. He was like, well, we're not sell- saying that Budweiser can't, that FIFA told Buzz- Budweiser, it's not like you can't sell your products there. You can se- sell Bud Zero in the stadium because there's oh. no alcohol. Yeah, but, so, okay, they don't, so they, they don't understand sure, anything then. Okay. I'm sure that the Bud Zero... Uh, sales would be just as boisterous as the Bud sales. And mind you, also, they were selling Budweiser for over 12 bucks. So there's that as well. What Budweiser also did, though, to make lemonade, I guess, out of the lemons, is say that all that leftover beer goes to the winning country. So whoever wins the World Cup gets a shit ton of very specially marked Budweiser beer. Wow, yeah. I, I I have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I have really nothing for that. That's it is awkward. So yeah, that's definitely <laughs> awkward. Definitely awkward. Also, it will be awkward if I'm totally oh. fucking wrong and Mr. Potty Mouth is right about the VIP sections. But still, like VIP, that's that's not like selling it to the crowds like they had promised. And ideally, people in the VIP sections will like better beer anyway. But mm-hmm. that's, that's beside the point. But uh, I wanted to like, go back to my book club discussing this because they had a conversation which is not diff- that different than how we talk about things that happen in baseball sometimes their conversation was well why didn't the u.s team back out and one of the people said well because the u.s team isn't very good so nobody would care it wouldn't be a statement Hmm. if one of like those super good teams backed out it might it would be more effective because it would change the The competition and there was a lot of conversation about but, but now that you're saying that the journalists are getting shut down that's different because the conversation was this is an opportunity for all of these human rights issues and social yeah. justice issues to get exposed and to get talked about. But if they're shutting down journalists, it's not right. after all. But I, well, I, I could kind of see, like, if they're going to have it, mm-hmm. here's how you make the best of this horrible right. thing, at least. Right. I don't know. Well, we will see what happens. And it just it just sucks that there's this pall over this uh, event, which is so important to so many people. You know, just so many people look forward to the World Cup. Yes, we're going to split the rest of this Jack Daniels while I talk about fantasy baseball. Yes, fantasy baseball. What? If you want to play even more fantasy baseball, there is a link in our notes to playing Venezuelan fantasy baseball. Get played, no way. I played yesterday. I totally sucked. But that's all right. It's a day-by-day th- day thing. Oh. And you go up against other people who are on the website. So you can go in there and just search for players that you recognize. Make a team out of them. Or guess and, randomly, which might do you better. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. If you want um, – oh, shit. I didn't I – didn't, yeah. If, if you want a little bit of a clue on what the abbreviations mean – uh, CI is is Carreras Impulsadas. That would be RBI. So for position players, it gives you the stats. Uh, CI is RBI. And shit, VB. I did. I just wrote it down thinking that I would remember what it standed for. Ah, it's um, it's at-bats. It's it's veces bateado or something like that. It's, it's how many at-bats a player has. Whew. So VB is at-bats. CI is RBI. For pitchers... G is a win, that's ganar. P is a lose. Uh, and then I did it again. EFE is, is ERA, that's efectividad. Uh, 
And uh, JL is Juegos Lanzados. That would be how many games have been pitched. Phew. All right. I, I need to take better notes. I but think I we're going to need to make that. this into a little cheat sheet <laughs> yeah, somewhere, that, I think. There we go. Actually, yeah, I, I got to work on our, our winter document. So what I did in the fantasy baseball is I, de- I definitely just, you know, looked for guys who I recognized, including Astruba Cabrera. So I've heard of him. He was on my team, and I was excited because he's on the Caribes de Anzuategui, which is, like, maybe my team this year. I'm still, like, feeling it out. But he had a really dirty play this past week. So Carlos Castro of the Tiburones de Guaira had three home runs in a game. And, and I guess he's only, like, the fourth Tiburon to, to do that. And on home run number three... He admired, and he flipped right in front of the opposing dugout. So as he's running around first pace, Estrubo Cabrera literally clotheslined him, like held out his arm, and the guy ran like at neck level and ran into it. I do not condone that behavior, and so Estrubo is not going to be on my next fantasy list. But, I, I, yeah, he's doing well, he, except for that was not a good move. How, how was that, that received? I mean, like, were people like, so that's. I didn't see, I, I just saw the articles from of the day. I don't know if there was any punishment of it. So I, did, I need to look back into that and see if, but there was definitely a lot of criticism from the Tiburones for sure, from the opposing team was well, not happy at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating because he doesn't seem like that. He seemed like a nice guy. I don't know. I, I, I guess, guess, you know, did. until you poke the bear, right? right? I mean. Yeah. Three home runs, not not fun. All right, the last thing I'm going to talk about is the World Baseball Classic that we are all waiting for in March. And the big announcement that we have also been waiting for, really, is Shohei Otani going back to play for Japan, which I think is going to be so much fun to see him play for Japan where he hasn't been in so long. He said it's, it's the first opportunity to play in front of Japanese fans in over five years. And the cool thing about it is that he's going to be, because he's playing for Japan, they're playing in Tokyo for the first round. So he will really be able to play for his um, his country, which is very cool. So Team Japan is going to be super fun to watch because um, not only is Otani playing, he's also been recruiting. And one of the people mm. he recruited to play is um, our next year's Guardians boyfriend, Stephen Kwan, who That's was awesome. third place in the AL Rookie of the Year voting, may I just say. Um, so he's going to play, and um, my uh, my my boyfriend Lars Nutbar, who, if you remember, has a Japanese mother, so he qualifies wow. to play. And they, Stephen and Lars, are the first two players who not born in Japan who will be playing for Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic. So that's pretty cool, huh? That's awesome. Yeah. Power to Otani mm-hmm. for doing that. And just another like tip of the hat to the Angels for giving him the clear to do that because we were talking a, a lot about other teams, Reed Yankees, taking their the little bit of time before releasing their players for the WBC. So the Angels, there's a big question, well, what's Otani going to do? Is he going to pitch? Is he going to hit? Is he going to do both? And they have said he's free to do whatever and trust him for, for what he want, wants to do. Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit easier to give players clearance to play in the World Baseball Classic. That's like two yeah. weeks, yeah. right, as opposed to the whole, the whole winter season, season in <laughs> yep. Venezuela or, or you know, or That's wherever. Right. Yeah. But That's still, right. they don't have to, right? Yeah. And, and one weird thing that I saw is that March 8th and 9th, so bef- right before the Classic, I believe, 
World Baseball Classic teams are going to be playing against Major League Baseball spring training teams, which makes me very confused for these guys who are on both MLB teams and WBC teams. Where are they going to play and who else is filling it out? Is this an opportunity for more rookies to get their spring training? Probably, you know, experience playing against WBC teams. But there's four happening in Arizona and four happening in um, that other place, Florida. Is this an opportunity for us to go? Oh, I wonder. See? Because we need to like. I know we need get to on make this. plans. I want. I want to. I never we say to I want to go to Florida, but I want to go to Florida. Oh boy, for this. I feel so icky about Florida. I, I know, guess Arizona is not too much no, better. No, no, it's but, not. Yeah. But, but yeah, I want right. to do it. I want to do it. Um, hey, so I finally saw a tiny, tiny little bit of news about collective bargaining. If you remember, the minor league players are now represented by um, the Major League Baseball Players Association, and collective bargaining has begun um, at very baby step level. So the MLBPA and MLB have made their initial proposals to each other. There's no news about what any of them have. This is just like the very start of it. Um, the goal is to have a collective bargaining agreement in place by the beginning of the minor league season so it's going to depend on how far apart these initial proposals are and how open the two sides are to working with each other and and making something useful happen so um we will report more when there's more to report of course we will yeah all right we We, got through that (laughs) we did what are you doing this week So apparently, I need to start cross-training with winter sports. The other part of my conversation with Dad was his incredible enthusiasm of how well the Celtics and the Bruins are doing. So it would behoove me to be able to follow these conversations a little more closely. closely Because if championships are involved, I get merch. Did you tell Dad that if he gets your your Bergeron jersey, you're all in for the Bruins? Oh. Because he'll do it. Yeah, he would. He would do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they're doing very well. Both teams are leading their whatever it is and doing stuff. So I got to start cross training and learning about other sports. Yeah, so I'm going to be tra- cross training in person with hockey this week. It's Thanksgiving oh. week, right? And um, Friday, I'm taking Junior Potty Mouth and a friend to the Capitals game. Oh, that's awesome. Except that I haven't gotten tickets yet. Oops. And I meant to do that, I don't know, like a month and a half ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Theoretically, we're going to see hockey on Friday, hoping for the best. I checked the schedule, and the Bruins are not coming here. And I, I missed my, like, one chance. It was a while ago. So poop. Right. So poop. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. So that's, that's me. So it's Thanksgiving week. So I'm um, here. Oh, hey. right. Yeah. So there'll be family. There's going to be fun. There's going to be overeating. There's going to be overindulging. There's going to be really happy times with yeah. the kids in town. And there will be tofurkey on our table. Yeah, I'm not, going, I'm not going to your table, but you're welcome to our fire later right. for dessert and, and drinks. Yes, we have cocktails in common. That's right. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Gosh darn it. Um, we hope that you all are going to have a lovely weekend and get together with your friends and family. So um, in, in this little break, this little baseball break, um, if you're not finding your, um, your, your winter ball, where, where, because it's a little bit hard to find. We hope that you're listening to some past episodes and getting caught up on um, previous boyfriends and seeing how that works. And before we start doing the new boyfriends, it's not weird. It's not. It's a little weird. It's fun. No, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Just trust us. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If you have friends or family that you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about the show. Um, if you have corrections, like you didn't hear me <laughs> fix 
the manager of the O's name as I was speaking and you want to like give us crap about it, you feel free because Potty Mouth is at your disposal to deal with the corrections department. Absolutely. If Twitter still exists by the time this podcast Jesus. drops, you can find us there at NCBI Podcast after you sort through all the shit that you're getting in your, in your feed and in your DMs. Or you can go over to Instagram and Facebook and find us at No Crying and B-Ball. Or you can just email us at ncibpodcast at gmail.com and, you know, give us a shout out. Or if you want to throw money on us, you can look at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, slash No Crying and B-Ball. And um, let us know what we can do to encourage your contributions. Because one thing we'll do is definitely shout you out on the air. But then we have some other ideas and we're open to more suggestions. Yeah. We sure are. So until then, did you get your booster? Because holidays, people, holidays, protect yourselves and protect your families. Um, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith if you go anyplace where there are game balls in the <laughs> near future. And um, in the meantime, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. This part I'll remember to edit. Are you going to edit this I, part out? I, I, don't, I don't think you are. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be really funny if y'all hear this. <laughs> <laughs>